Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Panos back with another episode of Life With Your Dog, another Q&A episode today. I've got a question from Luke and I'll read it out to you all. How do I make sure my friends and family don't have a bad influence on my new puppy, inadvertently reinforcing bad behaviors? So this is a good question and it is something that should be addressed because sometimes, let's address number one thing is that we can feel embarrassed by telling our friends and family, hey, you know, don't pat my dog when he's jumping on you or if he's, or if he's barking at you for attention. Try not to, like, try to ignore him, things like that. We can feel embarrassed for, I think, because maybe we are assuming people think that we're being pedantic or we're being too overprotective and things like that. I guess it also could be that we are still learning the process ourselves. So you may not feel super confident to be like, hey, this is exactly what I want you to do. So I think those are a few things to think about in regards to feeling embarrassed. Why do you feel embarrassed if that's the case? Or why do you feel awkward to tell them? And I think you should just be clear about it. Maybe now listening to this, you're going to have a plan in your mind that, all right, when people come over, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, which is what I'm going to explain today. And um, and then we have to also realize that how much do our friends and family reinforce the wrong behaviors? Because if it's like, if let's just say you're young person who still lives at home, but you got the dog for yourself and you want mum and dad to do certain things, that's one thing compared to if your friends come over and they're going to reinforce bad behavior. So let's start off with talking about if you are a young person and still living at home and you got a puppy, but you want to raise a puppy your way and not dad's old school way or his ignorant way, for example. Um, so number one thing is that maybe set up a plan. Be like, all right, consistency is number one, really, really important. We want our puppy to um, grow up to understand how to interact with us inside of the home. We want to know how he interacts with the world outside of home. And also we want him to be able to listen to us. So if we're going to use a command, make sure you're using it properly. And I can give a good example of that. Um, all right. So when I live at home with my mom and dad, I remember Ace, rest in peace, Ace. He was my Kelpie cross lab and he left us last year. Anyway, so he, I was upstairs doing something. I heard mom downstairs talking to Ace and he had jumped up on the couch and he was young at this stage. And I remember she's going, Ace, down, get down, down, get down, get down. And Mr. Ace understands that down is lay down. So she's saying down, down, down. He's laid down onto the couch. She's gone mad enough at him by going, oh, got frustrated. Hey, Ace, get off. And he knows off is the command to get off. So he we, we got off. And I thought I was it's relevant to what we're talking about here because commands have to be consistent and everyone, and you've got to communicate the importance of that to, to your family that, if you're going to use the word, use it correctly. And if you're going to use a word like a, a recall, you should be practicing some training. So then at least the puppy knows to come to you. So for example, today I was with a 10 month old Staffy cross and we're up in the park and recalling great for me and for mum and dad. But then when the young one, I think she's around seven, she's gone, um, what was the dog's name? Edmund, Edmund, come. And he didn't really come to her. 
And she was kind of bummed out. She was doing it for everyone else and not doing it for me. And the reason for that is that there's no reinforcement history. So she doesn't practice it. So he doesn't think to come. But every time she called, he, he'd sniff the ground or he would kind of go up to somebody else and thinking, maybe you'll reward me. So consistency amongst the family is really important. And that's one way to influence good behavior, especially for a puppy. Remember that first like year of your puppy's life, that puppy's learning how to interact with the world inside and outside of the home and we want to make sure that we're in control over that as much as you can and set set the situation up to tailor towards your training so you can make positive experiences and and um and situations that the dog knows to out to overcome if there's a loud bang and dad's walking the dog but only walks the dog once every two weeks and then he flips out because it's a sound is Puppy's never heard that before or the wind blowing. And he's like, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Where someone like me would be when the wind's blowing, I've got food. And I'm like, hey, Oscar, come, come, come. And focusing, doing some luring, engaging that puppy as much as I can, try to make game out of it. And also an opportunity for desensitization or maybe going, maybe we should just finish this right now. He's way too stressed. We need to get back home. So those are ways to influence your puppy and think about, keeping consistency and how can you communicate that and um, have a whiteboard or a big a3 piece of paper with everything up on there going this is how we're going to um this is what i want you to do in, in situations or whatever works for you and your family get everyone down once a month and be like hey this is this is about the puppy this is what we're going to do where you're at any questions i don't know make it a family time not all the time it's that easy but think outside the box with that when it comes to friends coming over that's like super easy if your friends are annoying and don't listen to you and they've proved not to be trustworthy in regards to, um, you know, not giving your dog commands or if the, if you're trying to deal with jumping and the puppy's jumping and then they're patting it, like, you know, if they just can't listen, then the pup gets crated, the pup goes out to the yard, you manage the situation by going, well, right now, we're not going to interact with the puppy. That could be one way of doing it. It's not the best way. But what you could, so let's give a story and we can kind of talk, branch off it, is that, so with Ace, we're going to use Ace today as the examples is that when he was young, I remember, so he was probably like a year, year old or something, before I got spayed, so maybe like 10 months old, I had taught him roll. So I would say roll and through luring. So he was still in the early phases of, like he was still like in the in the teaching phase of it. And for some silly reason, I told my friends, oh, look, what Ace can do. I taught him roll. And basically, I was still using my, ha- using my hand lure. And I probably had treats on me at that stage while showing it. Anyway... You know, as you do when you're young, we all like got drunk and having fun and the boys thought it was hilarious to go, roll, 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 roll. And Ace, poor dog, did it like, I'm just going to put it out there and say he did it 30 times and he never got rewarded once for it and the behavior was only still brand new, four or five days old. They successfully untrained that command because the next day in a training session, I would ask him to roll and he looked at me like, I don't know what you what you want. He was a bit confused by it. So... The tip there would be if you've got a brand new behavior that you're still teaching and you don't um, and you don't want to mess it up, you just don't tell your friends what that command is. So that's really important. And if you do have a friend that's genuinely interested and you want to see if the puppy will cross culture towards somebody else, then you show them the right way of doing it. Have you got food and do like a one-minute session max and go finish on a positive note if you desire your friends to give your dog commands. And sometimes... That could really work. So that's something to think about for that situation. Now, if, and the same thing with my clients, I see a lot of clients and I get spades to do a range of things. Now I teach him to speak, still a relatively newer 
command to him. And then the young people of my clients would then go, speak, speak, down, this, that. And then I'd tell them straight up, I'm like, um, I don't want you to train my dog. I don't want you to give him any commands because their reinforcement may be really poor. And also I really just want him to be focused on me when we're in these situations rather than trying to focus on everyone and get food from them. Then he starts like harassing them for food and just it's not really what I want. I want my dog to be there, but I want him to be doing the work rather than focusing on everybody else. So I just tell them, just don't give them any command. And if I do give get them to do something, it'll be something basic like down or something. And it's really hard for for us to mess down, mess up a down. But a speak, it's still a new command and it requires a lot more effort. And we're still working on it. I wouldn't say that it's like fully proofed or anything. So that's why I just don't want to mess that up. And like talking about inadvertently reinforcing bad behaviors, well, like attention seeking or biting, jumping, all of these things are behaviors that we don't want so we call them bad behaviors but they're normal puppies are going to do them young dogs are going to jump up and try to find the least effort that they can put into something to get some sort of um, results or maximum results and if it means a new person comes in and that dog jumps on them and they start patting you've reinforced it the pup's barking in its crate and then people go up to it and start interacting with it you're reinforcing everything against what you're trying to do so management number one number two is be clear and to be honest, with some of my friends, and again, I was younger, like it's not like my friends like today, but you know, 10 years ago, when my friend would do like the funniest thing, this is when I had Rocky, he would, he had like this tiger little statue thing, it was one of those things you get on top, you put on top of a cup at like a theme park, it was like Disney World or something, you know, so it was like a Sumatran tiger on it, and it was the funniest thing, you get, you go up to Rocky, you get like, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> like you say it in that way and he would run up to it and, and try to attack this tiger head on the end of sorry it was on the end of a toe ball on, on the back of the car and like it was funny once or twice we do it but my mate would do it over and over and over again so the two things that I did number one is that I just fully told him off I'm close enough with him to say hey man like just don't do that anymore like it's really annoying me at first it was like that then it got to a point where I was like fully telling him off and like swearing at him because not only now has he not done it like that he's gone against what I wanted to do. But then he's also doing it to kind of get a reaction out of me. So I'm like, man, like that really pisses me off. The dog's out of here. And I would just put the dog in the yard and be like, I don't want you to interact with him until like, because I don't want him to like always attack the back of the car. Like that's just ridiculous. So you got to be firm and be clear with your friends and don't let them do it once or twice. It's harder to tell them not to do it again, whether it's, you know, um, reinforcing certain behaviors or getting him to do things you don't want. Also, when you are going to be around your friends, and let's just say the puppy's out and your friends are coming over just for a short period of time, then when they're around, have the puppy on the lead. Every time he goes to jump up on someone or to do something undesirable. And I say, I think of the most undesirable things as like chewing and biting, jumping, barking, and also um, maybe going up to people that are scared. Like may, you may have a family friend come over and the little girl's scared of the little German Shepherd puppy. And when he goes to jump up, the little girl runs, he keeps on chasing. So that could also be indirectly reinforcing the behavior. So then put the puppy on a lead, have the puppy on a lead on his harness. And then every time he goes to do something you don't like, you can either just stop him and pull him away. Or when he's thinking about doing it, you can try to redirect him or get his focus back onto me. Practice a bed command, practice your look or your, or your recall, sits and down, like just put it in there. Don't make it a full on training session. Remember, you've only got a puppy. We're not trying to make him super obedient you're just trying to show him how to engage in these situations and then try to reward him when he's calm and if he's getting overstimulated well then you know put him away and then have that downtime so 
couple of pointers there for you. And there's like heaps more things I guess we could talk about because it all comes down to training and management. So manage your situation, be clear with your friends and your family and have a plan yourself. What do you want your dog to do in these situations? Don't just think of bad behavior. I don't want that. I don't want him jumping. I don't want him biting. For sure, no one wants their dog doing that. What you want to do is go, maybe I want my puppy to do X, Y, and Z, like go onto a bed or be calm, be outside for the time. Maybe another thing as well is that if you are going to have like a few hour event with your friends and your puppy is like still not super desirable, then you can just set the puppy up. You come outside, you hang out with us for 20 minutes, we finish on a positive note, you put, you put your puppy away somewhere. You can even back tie, start back tying your puppy to like you know, on a harness, on a post or something so it, it can learn to be. This is if you don't have an area to go or a place for him to stay or an exercise pen. I think back tying is probably a good thing to start doing with a puppy as well. You probably should do it when this when the friends aren't around. So practice it in your general time when you're out walking, when you're at home. So he learns that he can be back tied to something and he can hang out near his bed where his water is and a toy or something. Because then that shows him right now you need to be calm and relaxed. And I will then take you off or bring you back into the area to then engage again. Or if it's a two-hour expedition, you're sitting there telling your friends what to do, not to do, blah, 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 blah. Your puppy gets overwhelmed and then your friends may get overwhelmed as well, or you're just not setting the situation up appropriately. So think about these things, consider them. As I said, if there's any questions, don't hesitate. Put in the comments below, send us a direct email. Really hope that everyone's enjoying the podcast so far. We're getting up there in the numbers. I'm not going to say a number, but I think we're like almost like 19 or 20, including these Q&A episodes. So Again, really, really, really appreciate all of the support and the questions and, and I'm getting lots of good feedback and me and Luke are super psyched about, about our efforts so far. So, um, we wouldn't be doing this without you. So much love to you all. And if you want to reach out and contact us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook or YouTube, Life With Your Dog Podcast, or you can go onto our website, lifewithyourdogpodcast.com. Until then, much love, take care and have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches Thank you and stay tuned for next time.